From the desk of Dr. Edward Riddleson. Item 4-A. A small locket that, when opened, shows two portraits of the same woman whom the patient swears she does not recognize. In one portrait, the woman's eyes are dark holes out of which a black, viscous ichor weeps. This ichor spills from the frame while the locket is open. When completely or partially closed, it slithers over to the second portrait and enters its mouth in a seemingly endless recursive stream. The portrait, despite the patient's denial, very obviously depicts herself. Welcome to Ash and Snow. We got some Ouroboros out here today. <laughs> Sounds like it. It's gross. Anything involving Iker is probably something you want to stay away from. It's just goo. Uh, yeah. I want to stay away from it, but apparently doesn't want to stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, these things keep getting more creepy as uh, we progress. Mm -hmm. And I am here for it. Look, we're already in the back rooms. It can only get so much worse. <laughs> the real question is, will you find each other again? Oh, no, it depends on that this dude's maps actually work. <laughs> just look for the fire monkey. It can't be too hard. Look, the fox yeah, and the fire it's, monkey. It's like walking around. There's a purple torch walking around and moving. It's got to be kind of obvious where the light's <laughs> coming from. <laughs> So I have to just point this out because I just had to Google it real quick. Do you want to know the chemical that makes fire burn purple? What? Potassium, you monkey. Is it really? <laughs> yes, it's straight up potassium. You've eaten so many bananas that you're on fire is purple. That's where the bananas go. That works very well. That or um, you've just been shoving cream of tartar in your hair constantly. <laughs> That's what, what Vin does with the, the banana peels. Yeah, that's why Jobs have been there. Oh, man. We begin back inside the keep of Kanipo the Slim, where Varen walks with a strange man down long, empty hallways. The man has identified himself as the Chronicler. He's covered with scars of his attempts to map the keep, though sharp-eyed Varen can see that these maps make no sense, with hallways overlapping spiraling out of control and disappearing where they should be clearly leading to another room. As he walks along with you, he mutters, No way out. Can't find the way out. Thinks he can find the way out. <laughs> He'll see. He'll see in time. Well, the interesting bit is that so far, neither of us are getting there, and, well, it's, uh, not really going to get anywhere if we just kind of stand here. I mean, the maps are certainly useful, but 
Ain't really gonna get us that far. Well, what way were you headed next? I head with the slim directs me. Because we are all his thralls in here. This is his world. And I've come to know it quite intimately. I can navigate somewhat. Though I'm not sure I can take you where you want to go. <laughs> in fact, sometimes that's the point. Well, how do you know where I do and don't want to go here? Because as far as I can tell, I don't know where I'm going. So I can't really tell you where I want to go other than forward, finding where the other folks went off to. I don't know where you want to go. You know where you want to go. That is why you will never get there. You, you don't understand, you foolish, silly child. He reaches out a thin, decrepit hand and pats you on the head. It's kind of a bit of a confused look. First of all, I don't know you too well. The head pats ain't gonna... That, that's Mia's thing. And he's the one... She's the one that uh, you thin man is kind of looking for. So, uh... We'll save those for her. But, well, so you're saying the Thin Man is your boss, sort of, right? More like my jailer, my master, and yours now, too. You just don't accept it yet. Well, no, because as far as I see it, he's just being a coward. <laughs> he knows why we're here. The only reason he locked me up away from the others is because he knows I can help the others figure out how to take care of it. He's a coward. But do you know why you're here? Do you even know Kanipo the Slim? I know plenty about his legend and lore. I know he has a certain object we're looking for. And I know he's been terrorizing a town that don't really deserve it. So, well, I guess if you want the real reason I'm here, it's to put him into whatever the Fae have for a grave. You'll learn. You'll learn. Just as I had to... I did not come here. I did not want to be here. But he's kept me here. And I've learned about him. I know his secrets. Well, outbound exchange. I help you try and find your way out of here. Then maybe exchange some information to myself. You tell me about him and this place. <laughs> I will agree. But only because I want to watch you fail. I want to see the desperation in your eyes to see the hope that I once had too. Just kind of set a hand on his shoulder and as in return from the head pats, just kind of pat his shoulder twice and well, I'm going to be real sorry to disappoint you on that one. <laughs> You'll see. Come. He leads you down a hallway where there's another turn. Just follow along behind him. You go down there and you see a series of paintings down a long hallway. Do you know from whence the Slim came? Well, from, uh, just kind of pulls out his notebook a moment. Uh, from best I can tell, he was some sort of fey creature of some sort that evolved into this area, uh, found his way over into Seven Arches, and then from there got pushed on back into here by whoever... I assume whoever built the arches, but I don't know for sure. <laughs> that is something that we were taught 
when we learned about the Slim in school all those many years ago. But nothing can be created which just simply existed. He points at the first frame where you can see a darkness starting to come into form. He simply appeared thousands of years ago in the realm of Nighthold. He did not even know what he was himself. It leads you to uh, another painting where you see him interacting with these very disturbing looking figures. He thought himself a bogeyman, matching the slender form and unsettling appetites that they have, but they fed on souls and fear, whereas he was drawn to shadows and drinks their umbral auras. He leads you to a new painting. The bogeys rejected him. They did not see a brother in Kinipo. No, they shunned him. And so he left. But all for the better. For that is when he learned to accept himself. First, he sought the shelter in the court of Count Renalk, the eldest of shadows and chaos. He shows you a new painting with Dark Lord kind of figure and Kinipo there. And yet he still felt alone, curdled into resentment. And he began to see himself as the progenitor of a new fey race, destined to rule a realm of their own. He only needed to find out how. And so he has brought in servants, you could say. I've long forgotten my name. I call myself Mr. Luxie. And as he says that, he looks at you with his wide, lidless eyes. I was going to ask if that was a count of the eyelids, but felt it was a bit, uh, you know, a little bit rude. But suppose we're exchanging names. Can't say that I remember my own name myself, but if you're looking for what I call myself now, simply Baron. Nothing more. Two others there are. Yes, I've seen them, but I stay away. Desiriac, the experimenter, and Liko, the butcher. Oh, your friend should pray that they do not meet Liko. I once saw her attach a human onto a horse. You sure that wasn't just a, a just a centaur? I know those are, like those do exist here. So, oh, this was no mere centaur. This was new life. And if she finds your friends, she will do much worse to them. In another room, a shadowy woman dressed in a black and white pinstripe lab coat eyes Mia holding a bloody dagger. Kinipo is mine. You will not have him. It's okay. I don't really want him. I will tear the life from your soul. I step in front of Mia. I put Mia behind me. I step in front of Freya. I put Freya behind me. <laughs> I step in front... Oh, wait, I'm not there. <laughs> so let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Mia's first with a 18, Vin with 16, Freya also with 16, 
and Liko with a meager 12. So luckily, you all get to go a little bit before her. What do you do? So Mia takes takes some time, and she, she evaluates the situation, looks around, sees that Freya and Vin are ready to protect her. She then, in a, a cloud of stardust, poofs into her human form, taking a step back as she does it, and she casts shield just to give herself a little extra protection, because she is scared. That makes sense. Like, uh, <laughs> is a very scary creature. Next up, we have Vin. Vin, unsure what to do, not really understanding, we'll take a step up and just start whacking it with the polearm twice, just right at her face. Uh, I, uh, panicked. He strikes. Our 21 to hit on that first attack. 21 will succeed. We get a nice 6 damage uh, on that first hit. And the second strike, he spins it around trying to get some momentum. And will hit with a 20 for an additional 11 damage. Not really sure if he should like pull out the fire or anything like that he's just going there trying to test the water trying to figure out what this person's all about but finds himself panicking almost within his movements and the way he is acting all right perfect freya so i will start off my turn by taking a movement action i will move 10 feet to my right to sort of Make sure that Vin is, keep myself in front of Mia and make sure that Vin isn't in the way of my spell. And I am going to cast Briny Bolt as I um, sort of pull these briny bolts of water. Like you can kind of see the sort of gre almost greenish seawater. I pull off of my blade and just toss at this person. Okay. For a 24. At 24, we'll succeed. And uh, the creature is blinded for one round. Ooh, okay. Uh, the creature can spend an interact action to uh, wipe the salt water from its eyes, ending the blinded condition. Okay. But it'll be six bludgeoning damage. All right, she takes it. She then uses one action to cause the lights in this room to start to flicker and dim. This makes her automatically concealed, even to you creatures who are able to see in dim light. She then casts a spell on herself. Gaseous form. She turns into a vaporous state. Loses any item bonus AC and other effects and bonuses from armor. And uses its proficiency modifier for unarmored defense. Gains resistance 8 to physical damage and is immune to precision damage. Can't cast spells, activate items, or use actions that have the attack or manipulate trait. It also gains a fly speed. She's also still blinded. Yes, yes she is. That will be all for her. As we go back to the paintings that Mr. Luxie is showing to Varen. Uh, did you make these or... Is this Kanipo's artwork? This is Kanipo chronicling his history. Great, he fancies himself an artist. 
He forces me to watch. Soon you will beg to look at these paintings, to find some brief escape from the monotony. Is the only thing that will keep you from madness is engulfing yourself in the master's brilliance. Well, I can engulf him in brilliance pretty easily if that's what you're looking for. You just kind of pull up a lantern from his side. He chortles uh, to himself. <laughs> light. Oh, all of you think that light will help? Well, I wasn't so much preferring to light as uh, the oil inside. Oh, many have tried to end the Kinipo, but they failed. You think that you are smarter, more magically inclined than the elves? No, I don't have any magic. I got a gun and I got a bird. I got a sword, I guess. I don't use it that much. But no, one thing I'm real good at is reading people. And well... Kanipo's not exactly a typical people I would refer to in quotes. There is one thing that I know about uh, people that are willing to go to lengths of filling a hallway with their own art. So they tend to come looking for the people that light it on fire. Your underestimation of him will be your ultimate undoing. As it was with the elves, they tried to hunt him down. They even were able to catch him. They could not see how important his work was, stealing their shadows, experimenting with them. They too thought that they could put an end to the Knipo's work. They even encapsulated him within this very tree. And he gestures all around you. And now the Slim calls it his home. Do you think one who both easily escaped their prison and reclaimed it is one that can be trifled with so easily by lantern oil? I think one that's as vain as him would come running to try and save his artwork. At the very least, it might give us a pathway to finding our way out of here due to his uh, distaste of the destruction of his art. See... You've fallen into this little spiral of worship and fallen into him, but... Well, that's not what he likes now, is it? He likes you to be afraid. He wants your shadow, like you said. Sounds to me like if he wants some shadows, he needs some bright lights for them to be cast by. And I think, well, agitating the fella might just get us to him. You get to have a audience with the boss man that you uh, so adore. And, well, he's been bugging a friend of mine. And I've not taken kindly to that. So, no. The elves might have had magic. They might have had a way to trap him in this tree. I don't need that. I just need to put enough cold iron in his head that he can't pick it up anymore. Oh, you can try. You can test his vanity if you want to. But I assure you, you will do nothing more than burn your own hand. Because you still don't understand, do you? As he sneers at you, Varen, we go back to the fight against Lyco. Mia, you're back up. This isn't my favorite person in the world, I'm going to be honest. So, 
Mia thinks she's super clever and like taps the end of her walking stick and just cast light to see what it does and kind of just like shoves it at in that general direction of creepy scary lady okay does it do anything does she have a reaction she does not have a reaction she is still in gaseous form however she'll no longer be concealed uh to you all as you're no longer in dim shadow freya what's the best thing for me to do at the moment protect yourself okay got it and like she she staff in one hand uh kind of like gets ready to throw a punch as best she can <laughs> but she's gonna stay in her little like backed away area behind her shield i think i should shield up okay then oh when i think of a gaseous form i think of something very flammable I'm not going to try to fight the smoke, to fight the gas. I am going to, one action, pull out a torch, another action, light the torch, and the third action to throw the torch. That is my plan for this turn. Okay. Uh, all three actions, I'm just going to go, whoop. <laughs> you throw a torch at her feet. Unfortunately, though she is in a vaporous state, it does not make her any more combustible. So now we go to Freya. <laughs> it's just the end. There's no. I had no response to that. <laughs> oh uh, well. He's a gas clown. What do you want? She's we tried. Her. She's just air. <laughs> oh oh well. Well, I am going to cast produce flame uh pull this sort of uh reach into the the light that mia has and sort of pull away some of the flame of it and toss it at this woman Mia is in awe and thinks she's the most magical person right now and then i have to roll the concealment right no you don't now that mia's light spell as well as hmm. technically vin's torch at her feet are no longer leaving her in uh, dim light. Cool. For a 26. A 26 will hit. Good job, Freya. For five fire damage. And as I do that, I will siphon off a little bit of the fire and sort of bring it around me in my arcane cascade. Okay. She takes the fire damage. In her gaseous form, she flies past both of you to land behind Mia, dropping her gaseous form at will, and then stabbing at Mia. I knew it. Alright, I'm really gonna protect myself. Do you have my shield up? <laughs> she then uh, tries to stab you with a dagger. Okay. Oh. First strike is a hit. Yeah, sure is. Doing 12 piercing and cold damage she then strikes one more time with a natural 20 doing 24 damage oh i'm dead Mia, your initiative moves right before lyco as you enter dying too help as her comrades watch mia fall 
we go back to Varen and Mr. Luxie, who is again starting to go on a diatribe about Kanipo. You want to defeat him? What you do not realize is I want the same thing. I've wanted it for so long. I no longer wish to be here. I never wanted to be here. Even able to leave? If you could find your way out, could you leave? I've never been able to get out because I know what keeps me here. I know what keeps you from your friends. And what's that? You just have to listen. You have to understand. Well, show me how to. Because what you don't realize is that Kanipo is a creature of rage now. Though he did escape, though he is very powerful, he harbors a deep resentment of the elves. He is the one who created the Obnubilic Curse. He is obsessed with revenge. And your friend is at the center of it. He goes to the last picture, which shows Kanipo's fingers wrapping around Mia's moon-shaped fox form. The Obnubilic Curse was just the start. It was just an immediate test. How many elves... Do you think died from it? Well, the easy answer is too many. With her, he can do so much more. And you don't want to be here, so why would you want to keep me from helping her? I want you to help her, but you have to understand why he wants her. Well, this is just a shot in the dark here. The moon's out at night. Gives everyone a shadow at night. He lives in the darkness. It's dark at night. He blots out the moon. It's all dark. Issue is, he hasn't thought that far ahead. The moon's gone. There's no other sources of light at night. There isn't any shadows for him to feed on. He's going to starve to death. Not exactly the most thought-out process here. As you said, he's a creature of rage. He ain't thinking right. Wow. You understood what took me years to comprehend. Perhaps there is a chance. That Varen just interrupted to himself. <laughs> that was the most immediate and obvious thing I could ever think of. <laughs> oh, buddy, this is not looking good for my chances on fight. Like, if this is my if this guy's my way out of here, I'm screwed. <laughs> well then, now that you know why he wants her, you know why it is so imperative that you keep her from him, and this is how you do it. He controls this log. Every step that you take is mechanized by him, but he doesn't do it actively. He has set its own set of rules, rules that he can bend, but we cannot. Not unless you understand. You see these scars. Do we live in a society? <laughs> <laughs> You know why I stopped mapping? Because you couldn't get anywhere. There was no point in it. No. You just change your maps on you. It's because I learned how to change the map. As he says that, we go back to the fight for Mia's life. For her soul. I'm Vin, you are first to act. I have Playly. Will that... Will that get me up? No? Okay. <laughs> I will run towards this 
murderer <laughs> going right right adjacent. And I am going to reach out for a touch of corruption. This blue flame envelops his hand and he reaches out. Alright. So you had a DC 18 basic fortitude save. She rolled a 20 for regular success. Alright. She will still take half damage. This is 2 negative damage. Or 5 negative damage cut in half. You believe that she will take this damage. However... As you reach out to cause damage to her, you see that it simply dissolves into her. Freaking annoying. She has resistance. I take it. Fine, I, I just stab her. <laughs> old, old, old tried and true. This will be a 22 to hit. 22 will hit. And for 9 damage. Alright, she takes the nine damage. Turn to Freya. I don't know what to do! I don't know what to do! Nothing is working! Freya. Mia is unconscious, so I can I can be in the same space as Mia while she is unconscious, right? Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, I'm gonna take the five foot step forward and bring up my sword as I spell strike and cast gouging claw. As you do that, she uses her reaction. Since you moved adjacent to Shay, she has the ability to teleport to a clear space that she can see within 30 feet. Even does it for if I just do like a five foot step? Yep. Okay. So moves adjacent. Uh, she doesn't do any damage to your attacks, but essentially causes you to have lost action and moves further away from you. Freya still has her ability to do what she wants with two more actions. Yep, um, so then it's going to be another produced flame. Okay. As I get really angry and I draw on some of Vin's purple fire to just chuck at, violently at this spirit. Avenge me! <laughs> if I'm not going to survive, at least kill her in the most epic way possible. Uh, that would be a 24. 24 does hit. For another 5 damage. With five fire damage, her shadowy figure bursts into flame. Can you burn my love? <laughs> Over as soon as she turns into ash, your attention immediately turns towards your fallen comrade. As we go back to Varen and Mr. Looks, you see, he takes pleasure in your pain. The key to this place to do the opposite of what you want. You want to get close to Kinipo to strike him down. I see the rage in your eyes. And so this place will only take you further away. You wanted to protect your friends, and then you lost them. Similarly, if your friend Mia wants to escape him, it will only draw her closer to him. She cannot be alone when she does that. For if she does, you will never find her again. So I just need to think that I don't want to find them. <laughs> and that I want to stay. No. And then if I continue to try and leave... You can't deceive this place. It must be your true will. That is why I can never leave. Because it is the one thing 
that I want is to be free. I can lie. I can prostrate myself to Kanipo. I've been trying for years to get closer to him and so move away. But these walls can always tell. If you want to return to your friends, you must want to abandon them. You must think of a reason to leave. That is the only way. Just a brief pause from Varen. Kind of looks down at the weapon in his hands and just, well, I can give you a way out for sure if that's what you really want. It ain't going to be pretty. It's going to hurt. I make it quick, but it's not really leaving here. If my soul has even the slightest chance to return to the river, I would thank you for it. Just promise me one last thing. What's that? Promise me that you will put an end to him. Well, if that's what I want to do, that ain't going to be what I can do now, is it, sir? Now you're getting it. As Varen lifts his gun to Mr. Luxy, we go back to the room with Mia, Vin, and Freya. If she's dead, I'm immediately going to pull a healing potion out of my bag, cradle Mia's head in my lap, and feed her the healing potion. Okay. Go ahead and roll that healing potion. The heal six damage. Or heal six health. Yeah, your eyes open as the all-too-familiar taste of healing potion touches your lips again. You'll be at wounded one. Awesome. You just sit, like, as as the healing happens, she just kind of, like, poofs back into her fox form because she has, like, zero control over how long she can stay in it. <laughs> Mia's a mess, y'all. Dear listener, just understand, Mia's kind of a mess. Dear uh, listener, <laughs> Mia is a mess. She's a mess. She just looks at you and she's like, Thank you. I don't really know what happened, but thank you. I was up and then I was down. And then she like puts her paws in front of her face and she's like, oh, I'm cute again. <laughs> I'm cute again. I don't know why that took me a second to process. <laughs> I don't know. Rich behind the ears. Take, take your six HP and be cute. <laughs> I'm gonna do that cute again. Is, is she dead? Did we get her? Did you get her? I don't feel like I did much help. Offered much help. Did much help? She just like hops and just like. You just lost a lot of blood. It's okay. Words are difficult sometimes. I'm not used to use, uh, losing a lot of blood. This is new. Look, catch your breath. Take a few minutes. And then we'll look around a little. She sits and, and tries to be zen. Like, she's watched Vin enough meditating, and she just tries to emulate that. She I'm very bad at it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you chose the wrong role model there. <laughs> he looks peaceful when he does it, so it's got to be peaceful, right? Is there anything else that you want to do in this room? My first suggestion is for Mia to take a breather. Spend a resolve point, gain your stamina points back. I would like to refocus. Uh, but before we get to, uh, but before we leave, I'm interested to see what she was working on at the table. Get a closer 
few of it, I think. I mean, the character wants to know. I don't know if the player wants to know. I think it's important that we know the player is saying this. Me is kind of <laughs> rocks right now. You are looking around. One thing that you find is that there is a syringe filled with minor healing potion. <laughs> Do I know this for sure? Yes. <laughs> I stab the label Mia. on it. <laughs> what? I stabbed Mia. What? Don't worry, Mia. I found something. Stab a syringe. Oh. You'll five more HP. Ben just out here giving Mia flayleaf, giving her random syringes he finds on tables. <laughs> You're going to be the death of me, Ben. You. The only other thing that you find in here is her notes. You see sketches that show test subjects with radically elongated limbs. Faces stripped of muscle and fat, and other grotesque transformations. Anything that looks familiar to anything we've fought or seen, whether it was the creatures outside of this area, or the eyeless dog, hounds, creatures that we we fought near Seven Arches, or even anything with a unicorn. Sure, give me a perception check. Public or secret? Perception checks should always be secret. Okay. Not 20, I'm sure. <laughs> you do recognize one of the sketches. It features a wooden septum piercing. This matches the description of a missing oak steward, Varna. Varen? No. Freya? Yeah. I, I found this go over and take a look at it as well. I think there was a oak steward who went missing that had a piercing like this. And maybe if we bring the information back to them, they can at least have some closure. You know, sometimes the the mystery is a lot nicer than the truth. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, especially when the uh, truth is this. Mia just comes, like, trotting over to the table, like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. A syringe on the neck. <laughs> What's up here? I'm trying, trying to make sense of some of these notes, but uh, I'm not the smart one. We should take them. I'm sure Viren would like to know. Yeah, Farron and I can take a look at these later. I do my best to understand them, but not necessarily my wheelhouse of information. All right, do we keep going? Kind of think we have to. You ever play, like, tag, and you're running around the table, but you guys are running at the same speed, and you never catch the other person? Uh-huh. What if we're playing tag with Varen right now? So you're saying we should do nothing? I don't know. She, like, cocks her head to one side. What? I was always told that inaction was an action. Were they saying it was a good action? A non-choice is a choice. I mean, if you want, we can take, like, ten minutes. How are you feeling, Miari? Oh, I would like to sit for a moment and maybe eat a snack. Here's a banana. 
<laughs> He's like, why are you always flamey? You're just like, um, num, 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 num. Yeah, like, take 10 minutes, take a breather, take our time to focus, and if Baron catches up, great. If not, we pick a direction and keep going. All right. That, that seems smart. As you're trying to figure out what to do, we go back to Varen, now alone in the hallways. Just kind of briefly setting aside the look-sees body, and just kind of shifts through his coat a moment, pulls out what basically looks just like a large key ring of what appears to be like wooden symbols on it. Just kind of shifts through a couple, finds one, snaps it off, sets it over top of the body, just a little symbol of Phrasma set onto his chest. Turns back over to the paintings a moment. And just starts walking back down from the last one he was set to towards the first. Well, it's gonna be hard to trick myself into wanting to leave here, but we'll figure it out one way or another, I suppose. Uh, but he just walked down to that first painting with the conception of Kanipo with that big darkness and just kind of set himself down cross-legged, looking back up at it. And here's a question for you, Pete, that I'm going to let you interpret this however you want. Can Varen roll an esoteric lore check on himself? That is extremely interesting. And yes, I absolutely want you to be able to do that. I'm going to blind roll this and just let you tell me what Varen realizes about himself. Nat one, nat in this one, moment. nat one. Tell him a lie. Well, it didn't play any fanfare effects, so I think I'm good. You are looking at this depiction of Kinipo, which you've noticed all of the paintings have this kind of shiftiness where there's like a light bit of movement that never seems to conclude. And in this one, it is just like a picture of pitch black with a creature coming out of it. The creature that you've come to know as Kinipo is struggling to be created, basically. And you realize that you two have the same thing going on. A struggle with personal identity. A crisis of self. And I think that as you are looking at this painting, you're not so much thinking about returning to either of your friends, any of the party members, the thing you're thinking about is, do I have a connection with Kinipo? And that is one of those thoughts that is kind of intrusive, where you don't want to consider that you do. And it's because that, that as you are looking into this picture of the void, that it starts to look back at you. And suddenly you are no longer in this dim hallway. You are in a room that feels wooden, but is entirely black. And as you are sitting in this room, your hands brush against the floor, and you see that your fingertips are dark, blackened with ash. So is this where you're hiding now, or is this just where I'm ending up next? Welcome to my hate room. Who is the voice? 
where is Varen? And will he ever see the party again? We'll have to find out on the next episode of Ash and Snow. Ash and Snow uses trademarks and copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Ash and Snow is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo's Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Ash and Snow is copyright 2024 by Skulltel Entertainment, LLC.